Hey guys. Hey everybody. My name's Kelsey. And I'm Chase. And this is... Crime with a K. Okay. Don't expect him to sing it again. Yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. He's retiring it. Oh, yeah, I think I'm retiring it for now. Honestly, probably a good one to retire it on. And also, sorry if you can hear our upstairs neighbor. He's a little loud. Yeah, he's so loud. So he sucks. Okay. So I just want to put a warning on the front of this episode. So this case was. It's. I've seen it all over TikTok. It's being highly requested for people to cover all over TikTok and then other true crime podcasters. Their audiences were asking people for it. So I kept seeing the name come up. So I was like, oh, interesting. I've never heard of that case. I'll cover it. I just want to throw a warning out that this is a very gruesome case. This is probably like the most sexually deviant case I've ever covered. Okay. So if you're not in the mood for sexual deviance and dismemberment and narcissistic type stuff i would turn this off but i just want to put a warning out because i know not everybody wants to listen to that but it's going to be a very heavy case today all right buckle in everybody so jumping into coffee of the day (laughs) just to (laughs) lighten the mood a little bit yeah we did have one we did chase and i went out to breakfast this past weekend yep we're starting a new tradition yes we are and Chase came up with it. So what we're going to do is go to brunch somewhere different in Charlotte every week, every weekend on Sundays. Because we like our breakfast food. We do. And, and I like my different... we get our coffees. Yes, the yeah. different coffees. So this weekend, where did we go? We went to... Where did we go? Flying Biscuit. The Flying Biscuit. The Flying Biscuit. Food was okay. It was good. It was all right. Yeah, I can't say it wasn't awful. It was good. It's weird for me because... And I said this to Chase when we were out, like, everything down here comes with grits. And, like, up north, grits are not even a thing. People don't eat grits. They're not even on a menu. So for everything to come with grits, I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's just, <laughs> like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm not a grits girl. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I'm not a big grits person, too, but you can get other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, we like our grits down here. Yeah, I got fruit. Yeah, she did get fruit. Um, but it was good. It was a cool little place. It's, like, squeezed into, like this shopping center but it's pretty cool yeah it's cool and the people actually were very nice they're very kind that worked there and i got an iced coffee on i didn't even get a flavor i literally just got an iced coffee with almond milk and it was so good it was so good <laughs> it's my favorite part of the whole thing yeah she really did she enjoyed the whole thing she got a to-go cup for it <laughs> i did yeah she liked it mm-hmm. what'd you get i just got a i think just a black coffee right no no you got coffee with milk yeah i got coffee with milk it and it was hot. 
you didn't really drink it. <laughs> yeah, it was alright. I just wanted something to kind of wake me up, but I was I was more just hungry. And it was a little chilly this weekend, so it was, it was chilly. nice it was to have chilly. a... Tomorrow's supposed to be chilly and rainy. Yeah. It was Ugh. nice to have a hot cup of coffee. Yeah, now it's winter, everybody. Ugh. But, so now you'll hear where we go for brunch every Sunday. Yeah, so gets, we're going to Easy Like Sunday next weekend. Mm-hmm. Chase picked it. Yeah, so we'll have to see. You picked Flying Biscuit. I did. I picked Flying Biscuit. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you updated. We will. So with that being said, today we're jumping into the case of Adam Strong. All right, Adam. You're going to gross me out. I can feel it. Yeah, you're not going to like Adam. I don't think so. Let All me. right, let's do what? I want to show you what he looks like before. This is Adam. Just keep that in mind throughout this story. Okay. All right. So Adam Jeffrey Strong was born on September 29th, 1972. And Adam's childhood was pretty rocky. He claims that he was neglected by his parents and that they weren't around very much and that he was never nurtured or taken care of by them. And by the age of four, Adam says that he was sexually molested by a female babysitter. And he said that this led to him having very deviant thoughts by the time he was seven years old. By seven years old, Adam had a strong obsession with killing animals so much so that he actually had a favorite kind to go out and kill and basically hunt down till he caught one. And that was woodpeckers. Woodpeckers? Which is so out of pocket. That is, I would have, I literally could have given me a hundred guesses. That's the last thing I would have Last thing. And to just like, I don't even know how you catch a woodpecker to kill it. They're always so high up at seven. But his favorite animal to kill and dissect was a woodpecker. That's so fucking weird. Okay. Once he would catch them, he said that he would then strangle them, and that was his favorite way to kill something. As an adult... Strangled the woodpecker. Mm -hmm. Dude, how do you even do that? I know. Damn. I mean, like, low-key, very gross, but that's that's impressive. What the hell were you doing? Well, and this is, like, PG for what he ends up doing. I have no doubt. Normally, it starts with... With animals. But, like, to go after a woodpecker? Yeah. (laughs) Like... Okay. It's just very out of pocket yeah, and very, very specific. Weird. I was thinking maybe cat. Yeah, raccoon. Something yeah, I like I don't know. Some land animal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and something that would be like there would be a lot of. Like at least like with a or squirrel, you know that there's a lot of squirrels. Woodpeckers, I feel like you kinda just hear them once in a while yeah, and you're not like, easy oh. to catch. Yeah. What? This also took place in Oshawa, Canada. Okay. So, so not Massachusetts. Not Massachusetts. I left the United States of America. Yeah, you just went more north. Yeah. Okay. The South, like, is, the South is doing good. <laughs> As an adult, Adam would work various jobs at gas stations and coffee shops. And then he had a part-time gig where he'd work as a security guard for a film set in Oshawa, Canada. So at this point, Adam has two things going for him that we typically see in pattern with serial killers. He has animal cruelty and he has holding a position of a th- of power or authority. On top of this, he also, unfortunately, has a very troubled history of neglect and sexual abuse. That's how that normally works, too. Yeah, Yeah. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Adam would often move around a lot, renting out different apartments, and he was not a five-star tenant. Adam was known for being extremely dirty, never even bothering to take out his garbage, and it would just pile up around him and rot, and then he would just live amongst it. Neighbors always said... What? Yeah. So he had like massively bad hoarding problem or just laziness problem? Lazy. He It's it's laziness and he admits later that it's laziness because what you're going to see with Adam is he thinks he's above that. Like 
oh, like I, I'm above being clean, but I won't clean for myself. Somebody else should be cleaning for me. That's so weird. Okay. Like he's that type of person. Just insane, and like yeah. just so lazy, just so lazy. So neighbors always said that there was always a funky odor coming from Adam's apartment, which would end up reeking up the entire hallways and entryways. No past landlord could give him a good review. And unlike the rest of us who spend our time cleaning when things get messy, Adam just got messier. Ew. He would spend his time online watching gory videos of people being brutally murdered and mutilated along with suicide videos. Adam would mostly spend his time online on pornographic sites that depicted acts of violence in the videos. And Adam wound up on this essentially slippery slope where he would look up videos of BDSM and then ultimately wound up on these pornographic snuff film sites and past partners of adam's claim that he had that same slippery slope in the bedroom in real life as well yeah i mean he's trying to do it in but yeah yeah so they said at first adam would just be into some bdsm stuff maybe like tying them up sometimes lightly choking them but nothing crazy or dangerous mm-hmm. but then shortly after though he would get bored of that and evolve into much darker things His past partners did say that this was all consensual and that he never forced them to do anything that they didn't want to do. But as time went on, these encounters would change from consensual to non-consensual. By the time he reached his 30s, he no longer asked for consent from his partners on the things that were happening in the bedroom, nor would he stop when they would beg him to stop. It later came out that this added to his thrill and he was essentially creating his own real life deviant bedroom behavior that he saw online on the pornographic sites. And these women would stay with him? Some and then others, no. Yeah, because that's like, uh, no thanks. Adam was very, if he couldn't find a woman willing to do that, he would go pay a sex worker. Oh my God. And take it out on them. Okay, so yeah, this dude is going. Yeah. Okay, crazy. Acquaintances of Adam said that his behavior became increasingly bizarre after his breakup in 2016 from his longtime girlfriend. And according to these acquaintances, they didn't want to be named, but they said that the girlfriend had finally gained enough courage to leave the relationship. She said that Adam was extremely controlling and very abusive, especially when it came to sexual things. Oh, that's good. I'm glad she got out. This was good. Yeah. This was also something that Adam didn't hide. He would actually openly talk about his sexual fantasies and how he was a, quote, sexual freak on Facebook. Uh, Oh, okay, you big old sex freak, you. Sex freak. Wow. And how hard it was to find a woman who was into that type of stuff. Oh, I have no doubt, mister. I mean, and look at you. You ain't the cream of the crop. Adam would often choke this ex-girlfriend while they were together, just unexpectedly, like not even in sex or anything there was no warning or no reason he would just walk up to her and start choking her and it became a point where it wasn't about the sex he just wanted to control her and do whatever he wanted whenever he yeah, wanted yeah absolutely yeah had nothing he wasn't turned on by no sex it was just control it was just deep like deviant behavior yeah, just yeah Adam's violence in the bedroom also continued to grow. His last known girlfriend would testify that by the end of the relationship, Adam could not finish without the use of strangulation, which falls into that pattern of needing more and more and more in order to feel satisfied. And in this case, it's violence and control. Well, yeah, sex wasn't it. It was control and power Mm -hmm. and being a psychopath. 
He did have a sexual deviant side to him that he constantly needed more and more and more to feel satisfied from. But the problem was, and like, I mean, there's like a lot of problems that's happening here. But the problem of this was that his desires and his urges were growing in this essentially fantasy world with these videos and this gore and these sights of things that you can't actually do in real life. Yeah, he was just, yeah, that can be insane on your brain. Yeah. On top of that... When his sex life wasn't playing out like the porn that he was watching online, which is all fake because it's a movie, in Adam's mind, that was all real because that's what he gets off to and that's what he wants and that's what he wants to be around. Mm -hmm. So he would find this anger because his sex life isn't like that with these women who don't want that. So he became enraged at all these women. And so because of this, Adam created this game called, quote, your life depends on how quickly I come okay okay how many life do how many partners did this dude have uh, it, i mean god damn oh god this game involved him using his hands or a belt and sometimes even twine to choke women until he finished for some women he would tell them about the game and they would play it repeatedly willingly on both sides but then for other women he wouldn't tell them about the game and force them into it and then let them know about it after the woman who told police about this game said that they went along with the game because they were actually really scared of adam and scared of what he might do if they said no because they'd seen how he acted when they'd said no before and adam was also into bondage and his techniques in bondage would also grow stronger over the years and he developed a stronger urge to dominate women with that bondage yeah this dude i mean there's a certain level you got to talk to your partner yeah not into any of that so i don't you do you <laughs> folks but like i feel like that's something you still need to talk to your oh 100%. your people about you have to be on the same page yeah that's so gross well weird to me but it's gross that he does that stuff everybody can be into whatever they want to be in in the bedroom but you need consent Consent. from your partner yes consent it's the golden rule big rule in his bedroom adam created this pulley like system that would attach a rope through an eye hook system on the bedroom wall to a pulley that was on the ceiling above his bed and the rope that adam had strung through this pulley system would end with a hangman's noose So this was designed so that he had a whole system in his bedroom over his bed where he would choke women during sex, but didn't have to use his hands and had use of his hands free. Okay. Okay. Chase is like, what the actual fuck is going on? I mean, like, I don't want to say anything like bad because like, I I bet there's a community out there that likes that shit. So it's like, you do you folks, but God damn. Yeah. You can say it about Adam. It's fucking aggressive, my man. It is aggressive. Once a woman was in the rope, he would pull on it until she was passed out, and then he would violate her. So that's what I'm saying. Like This cross, okay, this yeah. crosses a line from the BDSM community and people that are into... Almost killing women and then raping them. Yeah, like there's a very big yeah, difference. That's Those are very that's two rape. different. Yeah. 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 So now he's escalated into essentially having sex with an unconscious body, and Adam would also tie the woman's hands and feet to door frames in his house so that way he could have sex with them while all four of their limbs were tied up, and he would videotape himself doing all this. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. These poor women, like, what the hell were God damn. Mm-hmm. Did all any like did they all escape his ass or 
No. No. We would not be talking about him, I figured this is fucking great. Okay. Oftentimes, Adam would videotape these women and these sexual interactions without their consent or knowledge. And then he would take the videos and go show his friends. What? Yeah. A friend of Adam's, Paul Parker, who saw one of these videos on Adam's phone, said that he was completely horrified when he saw one and said that the girl in the video was a teenager. Yeah. He Um, said, quote, it was like a child to me. It wasn't something that I wanted to see. Which, like, yes, Paul, I would not want to see any of my friends having sex either. So if your friends aren't showing you their homemade porn, you need to drop them like a bad habit. And in your case, you should have gone to the police. Yeah, like, that's a big, like, go to the fucking, yeah, my friend, there's no friendship out there that I'm like, oh, no, I gotta look out for you. No. No. And there's no friendship out there that I want to see what you're doing in the bedroom. Plus, like, I'm not going to jail for your ass either. No. Uh Adam would show these videos to his friends and claim that these women were enjoying themselves so much and basically be like, oh, like, look what I got. Like, look what I'm doing with her. Meanwhile, the women are literally unconscious or strapped to a doorway begging him to stop. So all of his friends were extremely uncomfortable and had no idea why they were sh- he was showing them these videos. Yeah, that's so weird. And it was very clear from Adam's videos that he preferred a specific type of women. Young and pretty, but also young and lost. He wanted women who were confused on life and what they wanted or where to go or if they were kind of off the beaten path. Just girls who felt like they were a little lost in their life. Pray on the week. Yep, pray on the week. And Paul also never went to the police with the issue that he'd had with the video that Adam had shown him. Yeah, see now, fuck man, come on. It's like you you need to say something. Yeah, like you need to do something. Like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. There's not a single friendship out there that I'm willing to do that for. Because now, like, now I bet he fit, realizes he's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Adam was very proud of the things that he was doing with these women and even referred to his apartment at 19 McMillan Drive in Oshawa as the, quote, sex dungeon. Ew. Dude, this guy is getting off on some weird shit, man. And he would try to convince women to come home with him by telling them about the handcuffs and the chains and the whips that he was going to use later on to dominate them. (sighs) If I ever, if I ever, if a guy ever tried to pick me up and tell me that he wanted me to come back to his sex dungeon and that he had some whips he'd like to use on me. Well, that's the thing, though, is like he's picking up these weak and like you said, they're not. No. They're lost. They don't know what they're doing. My pepper spray would have a very good day. I mean, yeah. like, And plus, like, once you guys see what this dude looks like, you guys will understand what we're talking about. Like, It's like, see this man and then think of him saying, I want to bring you to my sex like, dungeon. You know what? That sounds like a great time. Sure. Let's go. Okay, Adam. Okay. Yeah, okay. When the women turned him down, because they were like, absolutely the fuck not, like we all would when you see the photo of him. Yeah. Adam would go to the local sex workers, unfortunately. However, even when Adam was out looking to pay for sex, he still couldn't attract any buyers. Good. Go ahead. Which sex workers probably have the biggest and like the best red flag alert out of anyone. So they knew that that man was an absolute weirdo. And they all talk probably. Oh, yeah. So one person goes home with them and they're like, do not go home with that man. Yeah. When Adam would get turned down by everyone, he would jump right to Facebook and talk about how it was difficult to find a woman who would be into a sex freak like himself and how hard it was for a sex freak like himself to meet women. Which, Adam, you are not freaking the sheets, my guy. You're just a scary You're just trying to kill people. Man. You just want to like semi-kill these women and rape them. You're not freaky. You're assaulting people. Yeah, you're the freak. 
You fucking weirdo. You're not freaky. Like, you're just a freak. <laughs> you're not freaky. You're a freak. Adam loved Facebook. Like, that man's would share it all. He'd share all comments about BDSM, inappropriate BDSM cartoons involving Marge Simpson, rants about oh, being... Oh, God. Rants about being treated poorly by different women he also shared with his friends on facebook that he was very into rough sex and would post photos of his handcuffs and the restraints in his doorways in the apartment along with other bondage items and sex toys on his facebook that's insane he just like wasn't even hiding it either no he was very open with everybody god this is so weird adam (laughs) isn't it horrifying it's just so weird to me like, dude, well, you have some major problems. Like, you, oh, God, man. Like, I don't know. Because like, I'm gonna, like, you need some friends. But he has friends. And it's like, well, you need a girlfriend. Well, you can't get girlfriends. So it's like, dude, why, why? You need to relax. Yeah, why are you killing animals and, like, doing this to women? Just, like. Just settle. Just settle I down. I know. Go get a hobby, maybe? He has one. Yeah. Not a good one. Adam also told his Facebook friends that he had to special order bondage equipment because they stuff the stuff they sold in the stores weren't heavy duty enough and people were easily able to escape them. <sighs> okay. He would also tell the people at the store the same thing that they weren't heavy duty enough and that people could easily escape, which Adam the reason they're easily able to be escaped from is because if you're like, "Um no, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm very uncomfortable. I've had enough." You can let yourself out. When you're forcefully tied up, that's no longer consensual, and a store is not going to sell you a full-on rape kit. Yeah, this guy's just very bold, and I'm like, why did no one step up? Why did no one say anything about this weirder? Or just even be like, hey, you guys should probably just like keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, he's just like he's not acting like a weirdo. Well, despite all of this extremely creepy behavior, up until December 29th, 2017, Adam didn't have a criminal record. And the types of women Adam encountered were often involved in the sex trade. And if they weren't, then he'd go find women who wouldn't say anything because they were either lost or down on their luck. So he was specifically targeting women that were vulnerable enough where he was able to get away with this type of behavior. But what about Facebook and your friends? I know. Like, if I just but, got on my Facebook and I was like, oh, he's posting a, his handcuffs about chaining up women in a bedroom. I know a cop buddy. Maybe I'll just, like... Send it over there? Yeah, put in a good word and be like, this guy's kind of freaky. Well, I don't think that, like... Because, like, if, if one of my friends came to me and was like, look at how I got it on last night in the bedroom and, like, showed me the video of that, I would be like please lose my number i will never talk to you again so like the fact that this person stayed friends with him means that like he might be a weirdo yeah like i like i don't want to judge anybody but i'm like your vibe attracts your tribe and adam's vibe was quite frightening which i can only imagine how his tribe was yeah you just had loser friends like him yeah okay makes sense on december 29th 2017 police received a 911 call from 19 mcmillan street and i'm actually going to play it for you because i think that you guys should hear it and this is actually how i found this case was this 911 call and that's when i started to look into it and it's pretty horrifying so i'm going to play that for you now Ooh, i'm excited we're, we're snaking a drain and we were uh, we've been pulling back uh, we probably pulled back about 10 pounds 15 pounds of like it looks like flesh type of stuff meat and i don't we don't know what it is so did you hear what that said yeah so flesh yeah Yeah. 
So 10 to 15 pounds of flesh, a plumber. Yeah. So that 911 call came from a plumber who was working in a neighbor's apartment at the residence where Adam had lived since 2007. So for 10 years. And this was just a short distance from the Oshawa Creek. Two plumbers were called to come fix a clogged drain in a rental property house that had, it was basically, it had been a single family home at one time, but then it was divided into two stories, an upper unit and a downstairs unit in the basement. Adam lived in the downstairs unit. Oh God. And the plumbers were called to the upstairs unit. Mm -hmm. The entryway was what divided those two. So you'd walk in and you'd either go up or you'd go down. Mm Mm-hmm. The plumber's customer, the upstairs tenant, claimed that their drains were backing up with some awful smelling substance. And the plumbers then went down to the basement apartment because the two units shared the same plumbing. So the neighbors were away because it was um, around Christmas time. So the neighbors were gone. So Adam was there. The plumbers go downstairs around 3 p.m., And the neighbors had told the plumbers that their downstairs neighbor, Adam, had told them that his drains were also clogged. He told them this on December 25th, so four days earlier, and that he had been working on it ever since to try and fix it. So Adam basically calls his neighbors on Christmas Day, asking if they had a snake as his pipes were clogged. So that's how his neighbors knew that his pipes were also clogged and that he had been working on it. They said no, they were out of town and they didn't have a snake. And so Adam contacted his landlord on Christmas Day to see if she had a snake and she said no, but she gave him some money to go buy one, which Adam, stop bothering people on Christmas. Christmas Day. Like, oh my God, sir. Like, all I want for Christmas is Adam to leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, leave me alone, you weirdo. So when plumbers arrived in the basement, they found that Adam had actually removed his toilet entirely from his bathroom and had been attempting to clear the drain himself with an inflated condom that he'd weighted down, which a condom usually isn't my go-to for a clogged drain. Usually it's like some Drano, but Adam just is a whole He's other just breed. A, yeah, he just can't. He has to find sex and everything. <laughs> everything. Oh my God, you horny bastard. <laughs> The plumber said that the smell was unlike anything they'd ever smelled before and that they couldn't even bear to be in the same room with it. The plumbers began using an industrial-sized snake and began to pull up pieces of what seemed to be this fleshy-like substance. Oh, oh, that's so gross. They thought that it was weird, but continued to pull pieces out piece by piece out of the drain. As they were pulling this all out, they began to put it into grocery store bags one of the yeah one of the plumbers was a hunter and as he began to pull more and more pieces up he noticed that a lot of the stuff was pink and had hair on it so he became instantly suspicious of what the substance was he was like i feel like i've seen this out in the wild i just i have a really weird feeling about this while all of this is happening adam is pacing around behind them and making some very odd remarks going ew how gross what do you think it is oh that's gross do you know what that is like could you can you tell what that is can you tell do you, can can if like could you give me a guess on what that is and the plumbers were like what the fuck can you like go away and at one point he even followed the plumbers upstairs into the neighbor's apartment and paced around behind them when they weren't to work on the pipes from the other end okay mr red flag but the thing is it's like god he seems he does 
Like, it wasn't like he was a great criminal to begin with. He was showing everybody yeah. and bragging about it. These two plumbers are completely uncomfortable, and they feel very off being around Adam. They just get this really bad vibe, and the substance that they're pulling out of the drain, they just have a feeling that it's not right. They go outside, they text their boss photos of the material that they were finding in the drain, and then after some back and forth, they agree to just be done and leave for the day. They told Adam that they'd be back the following day to finish the job, and Adam gets wicked excited that they're leaving. Absolutely. They had taken the grocery store bags with them, and once they got back outside to their truck, they called 911, which was at 7.18 p.m. Good shit, boys. Proud of you. You Their boss was like, get out of there and call 911. Something's wrong. A constable from Durham Region Police arrives at Adam's house at 8.07 p.m., and once there, he learns that the plumbers had collected at least 15 pounds of flesh from the pipes. The constable, and I don't know what a constable is, like what that would be to the, I think it would just be a cop, right? Because like this is Canada. No clue. We'll go with cop. It's the same cop, but like all the articles I was reading said constable. The constable wasn't able to identify the material that was in the bags, so he actually called for backup and called for more police to come help. Even the police who'd been on the force for years couldn't identify the material that was in the bags, but they thought that it looked like strips of human flesh. All of these folks agreed that the material was super suspicious and suspicious enough to treat the entire house like a crime scene. Mind you, Adam's inside while this is all all happening happening. outside. He probably had a heart attack. Oh, no. Oh, no. This man's was like, yeah, I'm here. Police go up to the door and they knock on it. Adam opens the door, but ignores the officer's request to come inside, and instead he steps outside and closes the door behind him. It was only four degrees outside. Whoa. And if you're in, if you're not in um, the U.S., it's negative 28 degrees Celsius. Shortly after, at 8.30, an officer asks Adam, hey, like, what were you flushing down the toilet to cause all of that backup? Adam looks down at the ground, kind of shrugs, and says, quote, you got me. The gig's what? up. Yeah. He goes, you got me. The gig's up. It's a body. Just completely casually and nonchalantly to these officers. And the officers were so taken aback that they actually couldn't even find a response. And there was this, like, awkward silence for a bit. Like, they were waiting for, like, a just kidding or, like, a... Well, they probably just sort of like, wait, Yeah, what? they literally were like, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Thank you, I guess. They couldn't tell if he was being funny or sarcastic so there's just like this awkward silence with like what happens next this man just committed or admitted to flushing human flesh down the toilet without anybody asking like he like he literally just gave it up so fast yeah so police were like okay so then they arrested him for murder because they were like well you just admitted to us that you did something but police don't know who this victim is or what happened or if he actually did kill somebody they just know that now they have 15 pounds of human flesh and a man who just admitted to having a body yeah, like in his house. Body, what body? Yep. Police actually needed to use wow. two sets of handcuffs for Adam because his frame was so big. But as he's being secured, he was kind with police. He asks them, can you please lock the front door? I'm worried about all of my belongings in there. But like, bro. You're about to go to jail for life. And like. Your belongings are about to be taken into evidence. I can assure you no one wants to go break into that home. I know. He is. Like, that's it. Like, it's just his mind's not all there. Mm -mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just not all there. 
he 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 just disassociated himself with all of his sexual acts in reality of like yeah to him it just wasn't i guess like not real it's just like porn to him who knows well once he's in the cop car he's in the car and 10 minutes in adam asked the officer in the car with him if he wanted all the details the officer basically stops him because he's worried about the admissibility of all of this in court and didn't want to ruin any part of the investigation without adam first having access to legal counsel well Adam's sitting in the car with this cop, and at 8.49, he just blurts out, well, if you want to recover the rest of her, she's in my freezer. She's mainly defleshed. What? And then... So is he, like, just talking out of his ass because he's nervous? No, he's just like, yeah, here it is. I'm here. And, and, and oh, But, like, no one's asking him, so it's like, why? Because he wants all of the attention. Like, right now, it's all on him, and the second the attention turns away from him... He wants it back on him. Yeah, I guess. Like, what the hell? Well, the best part, the officer repeats it back. And as he's repeating it back, he's typing it into his, like, car computer. Mm -hmm. And Adam corrects him and goes, no, I said she's in my freezer. She's mainly deflesh. Like, he's correcting and being like, make sure you get this right. This is what I said. Because the officer didn't repeat it back word for word. Yeah, he definitely, yeah. He's just looking for more attention. Yeah. Hell. At this point, officers are trying to get Adam legal counsel. Like they're driving to the precinct and they're trying because they're like, we need to be able to use all of these statements in court. And now we're like heading back into the house. Because he could easily just change his mind the second he gets there. Change his mind or say like, they coerced me. They made me say this. Like you're in the car, not on camera with this cop, just blurting things out. Yeah, exactly. So they're frantically. They just can't use that in court. No. So they're frantically trying to get him a lawyer and the cops back at the house head into the house to check his freezer when they get inside they find that adam had a deep chested freezer in his bedroom already weird yeah a freezer in your bedroom very weird very weird and inside of it they found five black garbage bags oh geez one bag had a dead raccoon one had two arms and two femurs and the arms were defleshed down to the wrists but the fingernails and hands still had flesh and the fingernails had nail polish on them. What the fuck? The femurs had been completely defleshed. Another bag had two legs and two feet, all defleshed. The fourth bag was an entirely defleshed pelvis. And the final bag had a female human head with the word alive tattooed under the ear. What the fuck? Which, all defleshed? Yeah. Oh, that's got to be the most disgusting thing ever. Horrifying. Oh my God, it's I don't, so disgusting. I don't really have words. All I can say is like, one, why did you stick a random raccoon in there? Two, the irony of the tattoo on this woman's head saying alive. Like, I, I just don't, I really, honestly, even reading this, I just didn't have words when I heard this whole thing. Yeah, no, this is so freaky. Okay, keep going. One of the officers immediately recognizes the tattoo and believes that it's the tattoo of a missing person from an unsolved case from September of that year. So three months earlier. Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense. On the evening of September 11th, 2017, around 8.30 p.m., so we're jumping back three months, Mm -hmm. a grandpa and his grandson who were fishing off of the Oshawa Pier spotted what they thought was a turkey or a chicken carcass floating in Lake Ontario 
one of them cast their line to hook it and pull it in for a closer view. And when they began pulling the object in and pulled it close enough to really see what it was, they were completely horrified. Oh, God. It was a decomposing female torso <sighs> that had been split up the rib cage and all of the internal organs were missing. Oh, my God. That's okay. Kids traumatized for life. There we go. Forever. He'll never go fishing okay. again. No. Those remains were later identified as Rory Hatch. She had last been seen on August 30th at 9.11 p.m., and her body had been identified by DNA testing in November, but police had been yet to find who was responsible or the remaining parts of her body or what happened to her, so she really just became this missing person, and all they had was a torso. Well, now we know. Rory Hatch was 18 years old, and she... Oh, my God. She yeah. A child. A child. And she did come from a loving family, but as she got older, she seemed to have lost her way and ended up getting into drugs, and she ultimately wound up homeless. Rory did have an addiction to crystal meth, and she would bounce around from shelter to shelter, and she would find sex work in order to feed that crystal meth and drug habit, which is so sad because my family, my heart just aches for her family and for Rory and like, all. it's just a sad situation. And right before her disappearance, Rory had actually spent time with her aunt, Michelle, and Michelle had taken Rory to the dollar store to buy a pregnancy test, and it was confirmed that Rory was pregnant at the time of her disappearance. Oh, jeez. Rory occasionally stayed at a shelter called The Refuge, and so the police would sometimes pop into that shelter just to check on everyone and make sure everyone was okay, and that's how one of the police was able to recognize that tattoo on the human head that was in the bag. They had interacted with her at the shelter and then in turn recognized her in Adam's freezer. Rory was also making some big steps to turn her life around just because she really wanted to keep the baby and get onto a good path and have a good life. So she was beginning to work really hard in order to do that right before she went missing. That's good. Adam would later testify that the rumors of Rory being pregnant were not true as he claimed that he had intimate time with her reproductive organs and couldn't find anything to indicate that she was pregnant. What? Which is so fucking disgusting because... Intimate by intimate, he means dissecting her, which is the most disgusting and sick, sick, sick thing I've ever read of a person in any case. He's like, no, that's not true. I was dissecting her. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Adam was then taken back to the police station and put in a dry cell so that he couldn't flush anything else down the drain. He wasn't interviewed by police until about 1 a.m. because his charges changed from murder to indecent interference with a dead body. They did this because they consulted with their own legal team and the legal team advised uh, the police to change the charge for the time being because they didn't want the police department to rush it with a murder charge because they were afraid that that wouldn't stick because they didn't have enough evidence to make that stick yet. All he has is just a confession. Yeah. And he just, he didn't confess to murder. He just confessed to, yeah, I have her body in there. Yeah, they just need to make sure it's like, but I mean, having to, her defleshed skin. Ugh. And it's, well, like you can, like, cause you can always add charges later, but you can't, if you yeah, fuck, you it, fuck up, it up the first time. You yeah. Do, yeah. Which makes sense because the plumbers show up to unclog a drain and within hours it becomes this gruesome crime scene with a man who's admitting everything except murder so no one was prepared for any of this and they needed to slow down and get everything in order and just like 
really make sure that everybody was in an okay headspace. Yeah, so we know we nailed this to, guy. Yeah, to put this guy away forever. Absolutely. And right now they have enough to charge him with the indecent interference because he's already admitting that he was the one who chopped up the body. And you don't just go away for a couple months for that. You're going to go away for a year. So they were like, if, at least if we can hold that right now, we'll yeah. move forward on that. Smart. By this point, Adam had met with lawyers and his tone completely changed on what he wanted to share with police. Adam's only open to discussing the dismemberment of the body, but nothing else. Mm-hmm. When he's questioned about other victims, he refuses to answer. And Adam told police that he had contemplated suicide because of what he did, but then decided against it. He then went on and talked about other serial killers and how he liked to go scuba diving and hunting. He talked about his past girlfriends and their sex lives and his religion and how he doesn't associate with drug addicts. Well, I can get him shutting down, though. His lawyer's going to make him shut down. Yeah. Man, it's just That's like just one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. Aside from his hobbies, the only thing that Adam decides to share was, hey, actually, by the way, there's a pipe bomb in my apartment and it's hidden in a storage compartment. You guys might want to be careful while you're in there because I don't want anybody to get hurt. So this dude is just, his house is full of surprises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trick of all trades, I see. It's the sex dungeon from hell. Yeah, with bombs. With bones. On December 31st, a day later, a bomb squad arrives at Adam's apartment and detonates a pipe bomb. So he did have a bomb. Yeah, he wasn't lying. No. And then police begin their in-depth search of Adam's apartment, which this this entire, like, the way he speaks with police can kind of tell you how he was able to schmooze all these women because there's times when he acts caring and like, hey, I want to help you. I want to, you know, let you know and help you be safe because that's what he's doing to police. But then all of a sudden he turns and he's a full-on psychopath because he's talking about dismemberment like it's nothing and he's actually dismembering people. So he's using that same technique with women that he's cutting up. He's schmoozing them and trying to help them and and he's finding that vulnerable population that wants to be helped and then turning on them. Becoming insane. Yep. Yeah. He has this like disjunction of personalities. He loves killing things. Yeah. He likes dissecting human beings. The police had a very hard time searching Adam's apartment because of the state of Adam's apartment that he'd left it in. Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's got to be the most disgusting thing. It was extremely cluttered with not really any visible surfaces. There was rotting garbage everywhere and rotting garbage stinks. So that probably helped mask the smell of the human flesh for a while and the human remains for the three months that it was in his apartment. Could you imagine living... No. And like No. With people like that. If any of my neighbors are listening, please God, do not do anything like this. Please, like, oh my God. Oh God. It would be miserable to live with someone like that stench or like uh, you know he wasn't quiet either. I can't even handle the smell of bacon. I open all the doors and She does and you shut your door. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable, but it's like that's we don't need anything like like, like rotting garbage, oh God. Yeah. Instead of a bed or a mattress, Adam had several old deflated air mattresses stacked up on top of each other, and he had several more stacked up this way in his spare bedroom. And oh, by the way, his makeshift torture pulley system was hanging above that makeshift bed. So he had bombs, he had toys, he was, uh, yeah, like I said, this dude's just crazy. And well, like, this is where I give cops a lot of credit, because... 
imagine walking into that scene and not being able to just blurt out like oh god what the actual fuck (laughs) like what the fuck and like and like they can't just turn around and go i'm not dealing with this i'm not going in that nasty smelly home i'm not dealing with that makeshift sex pulley on top of these old but deflated air mattresses get women? covered in blood i mean unless okay unless he paid every single one of them i want to know the ones that he didn't have to pay like what come on like and especially like why didn't you tell anybody about it or i think one the women were very scared of him yeah i guess yeah on top of that i think that adam did what every this type of person does where they basically start off really sweet and then next thing you know you're too deep into it and you're with this guy who's raping you and is raging and like if you came to my house and i had all my trash laying at my house on our first day i think you'd walk out the fedora the trash yeah yeah the second you saw it the trash the sex pulley all of that you would just be like yep no thanks bye I would have found my way out. But, but he, like, he could be preying on women who are in the BDSM community and it starts that way. So you're like, you're not going to be turned off by a sex pulley because if that's something that you're into. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just still thinking about the hoarding trash. <laughs> Chase's thing isn't the sex, it's the trash. No, it is the trash. Everyone can have a weird sex life. But, like, dude, you can be weird in bed and have sex. Like, you saw Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, you saw their house. It was perfectly clean. Like, <laughs> very nice shape. You can be crazy in bed, but you have yeah. to be clean. <laughs> yeah, at least just don't hoard and keep your trash in the house. You Like, that's gross. Or you're mm-hmm. raccoons with your, like, other meats, I guess. Yeah. Which I guess, like, that, yeah, because I get what you're saying. Like, how did he get women with the yes, place like, that's even disgusting? Like, these, like, yeah, even these, like, sex workers, like, they could easily just walk and be like, eh, I'm good. I'm just, no. Yeah, like, no, no. I'm going to go somewhere else. Because, like, the stench alone. Yeah. Ugh, God. So if there weren't garbage in or on a surface, there was BDSM paraphernalia. Police found numerous sex toys, restraints, knives, and a hammer that all tested positive for blood and DNA. One of the knives that they found in a drawer in the kitchen was actually a specialty knife used for skinning and gutting animals, and it still had tissue-like material on it. Ew, so he like barely even cleaned it. He didn't clean. The freezer was also taken in for forensic evaluation, and the autopsy of Rory's remaining body parts was extremely difficult because they had been frozen and thawed out several times, and they had no organs. Oh my god. That has to be the most disgusting place in the whole world. Mm -hmm. Adam had then admitted to thawing out the body parts in warm water in his bathtub multiple times to strip away the flesh to flush it down the toilet. It had been confirmed that the flesh and muscle had been methodically removed from the bones and the amputation of the limbs had been done expertly through the joints. So he was probably researching. And taking his time. Yeah. But why was he trying to throw it away, like, flesh by flesh? You'll you'll know. He tells you. Oh, perfect. Here we go. You get even worse. Okay. Hmm. Rory had blunt force bruising to the right eye and both cheeks and her chin. There was a lack of healing to any of those blows, which indicated that they were delivered close to the time of the death. And Rory's skull had two or three fractures. And because of the lack of contusions around those fractures, it's possible that these blows to the skull were delivered post-mortem, which to me indicates a lot of rage. If you're beating somebody's head when they're already dead. Yeah, or just, yeah, or just psychopath. I mean, you're just so weird. This guy had so many problems. 
Adam's semen was found in both vaginal and rectal canals, and Rory was found to have several drugs in her system at the time of her death. The cause of Rory's death was listed as inconclusive because there was so much damage done to her body, post-mortem and pre-mortem, that the medical examiners couldn't determine the specific cause. They, yeah. they also don't have any of her internal organs, and her flesh was all in strips, but they did know that she was had the bruising to her face because that was the only thing that hadn't been defleshed. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is so weird. It's Yeah, you're right. It's gruesome. It's gruesome. Rory's DNA was also found in multiple places in Adam's apartment. It was found on the wall um, in Adam's entrance stairwell, the walls in the kitchen uh, closest to Adam's bedroom, and on the north wall in the ceiling in Adam's bedroom. Her blood was also found on two of the air mattresses. One air mattress was found beside the freezer where her body parts were found, and the other... It was a beige air mattress. It was found rolled up near the washing machine in his uh, laundry room. What police thought was that Adam had attempted to wash the air mattresses because her blood was all over it. But when that didn't work, he took one of them and cut out a large V section of that air mattress. On the air mattress, over 60% of the surface was covered in blood from both Rory Hatch and Adam's last known girlfriend. So you're telling me this man went, is so lazy, but he went through all the trouble to do that shit? Yep. Wouldn't take out trash, but... But can do all this. Yeah. This, yeah. That is just the weird part about, like, just what people are just capable of doing. You can't take out the trash, but I can murder somebody. And you can clean up your crime scene. Right. Or, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't even say clean up. It was... That was not clean up. Everywhere. Yeah. His past girlfriend is still alive, and she actually did go make statements to the police. From this, police knew that this was the air mattress that Adam had been sleeping on and that this had been in his room at some point. Rory's blood and DNA was also found on the handcuffs of a spreader bar. What's that? A spreader bar. Oh my god. Okay. Well. Okay. Good to know. Okay, we'll just go with it. Yeah. Okay. A hammer. (laughs) Sorry, I asked him. A hammer a walking stick, and several other sex toys, and the pulley system above the bed. Her DNA was also found in the freezer, and her pink running shoes were found tucked near the headboard of Adam's bed. So, like, we can conclude now that he killed her, right? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's pretty good evidence. No blood was found inside her shoes, which indicates that she was probably wearing them at the time of her death. Damn, that's sad. Yeah. A lot of other areas in the house also have DNA profiles from unknown sources. A crowbar was found with blood on it, but there wasn't a sufficient amount of evidence that was able to be tested from it. So police are searching this apartment and they're finding blood everywhere from multiple different people. And the Wyoming hunting knife was found in the kitchen and that also had DNA on it that wasn't Rory's. And there were three stains in the freezer that police couldn't link to Rory either. Yeah, this definitely wasn't his first. No. No, no shot. There were about four to five DNA profiles found in the home, and the stains on the hunting knife and the stains in the freezer were a match to one another. So police then took that DNA profile, and they ran it against their other missing persons reports, and the DNA on the hunting knife and the freezer came back to match that of Candace Fitzpatrick. No way. They found a match. That's crazy. Candace was 19 years old, 
and had disappeared eight years prior to this. Wow. So she would have been 28? 27. 27? Yeah. Yeah. Her family was still looking for her and hoping that she would be found alive and safe and well. Candace shared similar traits to Rory. Both were teens, bouncing from shelter to shelter with a drug addiction. Just a little lost in life, but trying to find their way. Candace would also work in the sex trade to fund her habit of drugs and was last seen on June 15, 2008. Police then reviewed all of Adam's activity online, on his phone, just basically all of his technology, and found that they had enough evidence to convict Adam of both Rory Hatch's murder and Candace Fitzpatrick's murder. I feel like that would be a very good thing to be able to do if you have DNA of missing women in your room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In addition to all of the physical evidence inside of Adam's apartment, police also had video surveillance footage of Rory entering and leaving Adam's apartment on several different occasions. So they had confirmed that the two did know each other. Yeah, they had. But that's crazy, though, that they even hung out multiple times before he killed her. That's even crazier. I think, like, my own conclusion is that he, like, she would be the girl that he would go to. When he just took it too far, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how they always do it. Yep. Rory had been to Adam's apartment on several different occasions due to him going out and not being able to pick up women and then turning to the sex trade to pay a woman there for what he wanted. And this is how he met Rory. And then she would go back to his house and they would do yeah, their thing. And do the thing which you need to do. You know, be a freaking crazy person. And then it got taken way too far. Oh, yeah. Police were able to establish that Rory went missing sometime around September 1st and that Adam was alone in his apartment from September 1st from 9.17 p.m. until September 3rd at 9.43 a.m. They believe that Rory's body was disposed of on September 4th into Lake Ontario based off of Adam's electronic data and that he had actually turned off his GPS locator during that time. Keynote... They can still track your movements even if you turn your GPS locator off on your phone. Yeah, I figured if it's just on. It's just on. Yeah. But yeah, that is so crazy. Like this dude didn't really like, he's not a great criminal. No. Nope. Yeah, to me it just feels like he took it too far. Yep. Candace's case was a little bit harder to prove for police. Adam did admit that he knew Candace and police did have her DNA on the hunting knife and in the freezer, but they had no body and no other leads. However... Based on Candace's profile and how similar it was to Rory, police had a pretty good suspicion on what did happen to her, so they felt like they still had enough evidence to convict him of murder. Yeah, oof, that's a ballsy move. It is bold. Yeah. No body makes it really, really hard. Makes it super hard. Police believed, based on Adam's past behavior with other women, that Adam had hired these women for their services, got them to his home, tied them up in restraints, tortured them, and then killed them in an unknown manner. I would assume strangulation, based off of how he said his favorite way to kill animals was strangulation. That's just my well, assumption. I think, yeah, I honestly keep thinking he was just he was going too far with the sex, and normally when he was said it was the strangulation or the control. Yeah, like he's like in the beginning, he, in order to finish, would need to strangle somebody. Exactly. So I would, I, I would just. The, Wait, and he said he's like the women have passed out before. Yeah. So like. Maybe he just took it too far. Killed him. The women were then dismembered and stored in the freezer at some point. And after some time both women had spent in the freezers, he then thawed their body parts and began trying to dismember them and dispose of them. 
On November 8th, 2018, the charge to indignity to a human body was withdrawn and Adam was rearrested for two counts of first degree murder for Rory Hatch and Candace Fitzpatrick. Well, there we go. This is such a... Yeah, it's a lot. Yes. Adam was interviewed again by Detective Paul Mitten. And because he was arrested for something new, you have to kind of re-interview them. Yeah. And during this arrest, Adam tried to negotiate by sharing details of the murders in order to get specific comforts that he'd get in prison. Like what? He wanted like better food, nicer pillows, better bed. Like he wanted a comfy, cozy lifestyle. And the police were like, we're not entertaining this. You're fucking psychotic. I mean, they already have pretty much a good amount of shit on you. We don't really need your ass. No. He even mentions other deals that other serial killers had gotten in the past, and he wanted an even better offer than what was given to them. Oh, yeah, okay. So he thought he he was the shit. He said that he would be willing to spill the details for a comfortable life in prison. No one deserves a comfortable life in prison, you piece of shit. And this is why I say I give a lot of props to police officers, because I would just, like, lunge across the table and... Well, that's why they're police officers, and that's why you're a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) So we don't do those things. And that's why I work in sales. Exactly. Adam said that if if the investigators weren't willing to make a deal, then he wasn't willing to share any of the details. That's so fucking... And this is where I wish you could offer fake deals, like cross your fingers behind your back, and then be be like, like, haha, just kidding, I told you, and... And then uh, when they, like, show the things, be like, oh, fooled you, my fingers were crossed. (laughs) Gotcha. Jinx, gotcha. You're under arrest. Adam does stay really chatty during this entire interview, though, and will often hint at details of the murders, but then catches himself and says, oh, actually, I can't say that. So it's it's just a game to him. I mean, it's not, we've seen it in the past with other people. They're just like, they're so disconnected from this, like the real world and what's like what's good and what's bad and what they're sensitized to. And it's just... This interview lasted 11 hours. Holy shit. And he spent the entire time taunting police. When police say to Adam that they believe that there are more than two victims, he says, quote, well, have at her. Find him. Oh, shit. That's what I'm saying. It's a game to him. It is a game. And it's, he wants, he he's arrogant and he knows he doesn't actually have to give away any information because his legal counsel's there. So he can just sit back and taunt the police and be like, I, I don't actually care to tell you anything. Well, and I would assume that, like, he probably knows he's going to jail. When describing how he dismembered Rory, he talks about how her liver was the largest liver he'd ever seen. And I don't know where Adam's getting his sample sizes because he works at a gas station. And when I go down to the local QT, I don't give them a sneak peek of my liver. Oh, no. I'd rather not. I try to get in and out as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. I'd probably not. I don't even try to make eye contact with a single person. You keep your shirt on. Yeah, well, I can, yeah, I keep my head down. Well, Adam apparently has a big sample size of livers. Yeah, I'm glad I never ran into him. During this interview, Adam expresses frustration at his own procrastination and the shitty plumbing system. That was his wording. And he said that... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume, like, skin doesn't normally flush very well. So I, don't, I think you could have had a lot of different type mm-hmm. of plumbing systems, my friend. He said that getting caught was just, quote, bad luck. I just got greedy. Okay. He says he got lazy and should have cleaned up the DNA from the knife and the sex toys. And he admits that though he got caught, flushing the flush down the toilet was, quote, an awesome way to get rid of evidence. 
he believe he still to this day still believes in his mind that was the best way to get rid of evidence was to flush it down the toilet well like he just keeps saying things that make me go like what uh-huh like what why is how does that make sense to you like what what in your mind makes you believe that like make me like what is that why did you do those things it's just weird to me it's like he really he thinks he's smarter than he actually is and just he's cocky yeah yeah he wants to be famous he wants to mm-hmm he wants to make it seem weird, like in every aspect. It's his own movie. It's his own real life porn yeah, movie. Exactly. Golly. He so then weird. makes it clear that he actually knows how to get rid of DNA evidence. He said he should have just boiled the knife and the evidence would have gone away, which also makes me think that there's more victims because he. He's talking about, like, I got lazy. Yeah. Like, he's done this plenty of times before. Oh, he's done this many times. And, like. Yeah. I'm surprised on, like, the, the plumbing, though. Like, how does that no one. If he really thinks that's, like, an awesome way to do it, then how has no one else been found yet? Well... Or, like, what happened with that? He could have flushed down X amount of people, and it hit a point where it was just too much. It, like, hit the hit the end. Just got clogged. But once yeah. you find more DNA, that would be my only thing. Well, they found four to five profiles in the house. Yeah, he's probably... Yeah, he's probably... He probably killed a lot of people. Yeah. God, that's so crazy. And... What we've seen with serial killers, just a pattern and and kind of how they are, is that they kill so many victims and they get away with it. Yeah. But then they get lazy one or two times and that's when they get caught because they become so confident in not getting caught and the way that they kill and how they dispose of the body that they end up growing this cocky, confident behavior with their killings. And that's kind of what I think happened here because... He was preying on a very vulnerable population, and eight years in between Candace and Rory is a very long cooldown period for somebody that was so obsessed with deviant sex and deviant sex that involved gore and killing. So that, to me, is once he'd done it once, I would assume that he would be so into it and want to do it again and again and again No, and he's again. definitely done it multiple times other than that. That was definitely not his first and wasn't like... If he wasn't caught, it wasn't his last. But you, yeah, he definitely was getting cocky towards the end. He was definitely getting a little more lackadaisical with it and kind of just, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. And now he's just, you know, he caught me. I got a little lazy. I'm proud of it. No, yeah. yeah. I did cool? what I did. Isn't yeah. it cool what I did? When Detective Paul Mitten suggests that Adam disposed of Rory's body on September 4th, Adam responds with, quote, that's a pretty freaking good guess there, bud. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's just fucking with him. Mm-hmm. When questioned on whether or not he had lied during his original statement about there only being one victim, Adam says, I'm not a liar. I, I, I generally am not, but I often said things I'd lie about. No, officer. I didn't kill that girl. No, officer. I didn't rape that girl. Those are things that are reasonable to lie about. He doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just like, what are you, like, what are you saying? You don't make any sense. I would just be like, are you done? Yeah, I'm just like, what? Like, uh, what? Did you kill her or not? Like. Did you kill more than one or not? Yeah, like, dude, it's not like, you're not cute. No. Like, it's not cute. Which, that, but that right there is, that's Adam admitting that he knows wrong versus right. But kind of, more like, it's just like. I think this is funny. This is fun for me. Yeah, that's a game. Yeah, this well, is and it's, a game. I'm going to sit in this interrogation room and have this back and forth because I can, yeah. because I'm going to be in control. I'm going to be in control of this situation yeah. and make this go on longer. Absolutely. Yeah. 
It's freaking crazy. During this, Adam's also talking about the incompetence of the police department during the search and that he's shocked that they didn't find more evidence against him. So he's sitting there insulting the police Uh officer's intelligence and talking about how they really actually aren't that good at their jobs. There are a lot of times during this interview that he says things like, ah, like you missed this? Or, oh, you didn't find anybody else's blood on that knife? Or, huh, is that all you found? Trying to make them question whether or not. Yep, he's just, yeah, he's just playing games. Mm -hmm. That's all this is to him. He then has a full-on debate with the detective about the definition of a serial killer. Adam then admits, well, yeah, I do have some traits that align to a serial killer, but he blames it on the lack of nurture that he'd received growing up from his parents. Well, yeah, I wish I would hear more from their parents. Like, how bad were (laughs) y'all? Because your son's fucking insane. You could have really, if you just, you know, hey, how's your day at school? You know, something. But yeah, this guy's just, yeah, he's all in his own head. He's just a cocky little bitch. Yep. While he awaits trial, Adam's sent to Central East Correction Center just outside of Ontario. He is kept separate from other prisoners because the gen pop, which is prison slang for the general population of inmates, is considered unsafe for him. And no, what, I would not trust him in there. Well, no, for his safety. Well, I could see him trying to kill someone, too. He's freaking weird. Oh, yeah. Just gets bored and starts dissecting his roommate. And, like, I don't know I don't know the pecking order in prison. All I know is that pedophiles are at the bottom, and they pretty much never survive prison. Probably not. But what I learned through this case is that a sex killer, which is defined as, quote, murder during sexual activity by mutilating the sexual organs or areas of the victim's body or by murder and mutilation is actually one step up from pedophilia in prison. Really? Yeah. So those, the people that are sex killers also aren't safe in prison either. Adam's defined as a sex killer. Well, why are they not putting him in gen pop? That's dumb. So during the interview, Adam asks, quote, have you heard anything about a bounty on my head? And detective Paul Mitten responds, "Uh, I've heard there are people unhappy. I've heard nothing about money. I don't have my ear to the ground about something like that. Adam says, quote, I'm really, truly, honestly shocked that nobody's taken a shot at me. One former convict told the Toronto Sun, quote, Adam Strong's in deep shit. They'll know right away who he is. Everybody has to go through the Joyceville Reception Center. And when you get there, you meet the inmate committee. The word will go out the minute he arrives. On top of this, Rory... Oh, Rory Hatch's grandfather, Bernie Gindin, is a former high-ranking member of Satan's Choice and a one-time member of Hell's Angels. No way. Which, if you don't know, oh. that's a bike gang. This inmate also said, quote, You can't kill the granddaughter of somebody connected to the Hell's Angels. It all gets down to that. You can't kill a biker's granddaughter and get away with it. Adam's then shown a picture of Rory, to which he looks at it a little bit and says, quote, She's a beautiful young woman. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. He then says he's talking about how he wasn't nurtured during childhood, and that's why he is the way he is. So he says, quote, they are my actions, but I don't think I would have made those actions had I been nurtured. It was just a really bad childhood. And then the detectives asked him if he had any empathy for the two women that he'd murdered and the woman that he murdered in the photo. And Adam says, I don't know. I'm just kind of over it. 
<laughs> oh my god that is so crazy mm-hmm. it's yeah. like you don't even have words to what well it's just like yeah he's fucked up in the head and he should be exactly where he is right now mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's just simple as it is like yes he probably didn't have the greatest childhood but dude come on mm-hmm. don't sit there and be like oh i could have been nurtured more you, dude you could have stopped killing people you weirdo yep. just turn off the laptop stop watching porn go to the park go for a walk adopt a dog i don't know do something Stop watching gory porn. Right? Like, golly. Adam wasn't appreciative of the special treatment he received while in jail, which to me, it's like, <laughs> no dude, shit, just idiot. shut up. Like, if you, they let you free in that jail, you're going to be slaughtered in seconds. They should let him. They should have been like, okay, you're right. Here you go. The trial was also delayed because Adam was playing a game about not finding a lawyer that he liked. And the trial finally began on September 28th, 2020. And instead of trial by jury, Adam chose to have his case tried in front of one single judge. He offered... Oh, that's ballsy. Cause, well, I mean, it may be because you get him in front of a jury, they'd probably find him guilty. Well, he also offered no evidence for his defense, and he made no statements in his defense. So he just sat there and remained dead silent throughout the entire trial. He's just all over the place. Uh-huh. And he had a huge lack of empathy, which rang really loud throughout the courtroom. And he made sure that everybody was there to witness it. Absolutely. I have no doubt. Adam showed no emotions toward the victim's families while they watched over 15 hours of interviews with him, where he casually described dismembering Rory. At one point, one of the interview tapes, Adam began to smile and smirk. And Rory Hatch's biological father ran out of the courtroom sobbing while Candace Fitzpatrick's father sat in disbelief by what he was hearing. There's no way I could have sat through that courtroom. I would have killed him. And Adam was smiling, watching the video, just like smiling. I would have killed him. So I I couldn't have been in there. There's no way. I would have absolutely murdered. I would have gone to jail right after I shot him around the head and been like, okay, my turn. Mm -hmm. I'll go to jail now. In the courtroom, there were also several times when Adam would make sarcastic jokes out loud and would have to be reprimanded by the judge. And then there were times that he would refuse to leave his cell to attend court via Zoom. And this resulted in the trial being dragged out. And in total, the families had to come to the courtroom 37 different times. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Uh Oh, my God. This guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't fucking care. This was all during COVID. So Adam played the I don't feel well card, knowing that during COVID, they couldn't force him to go. And again, it's about power and control and And all eyes on me. He's eating it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Eating that shit up. Candace's father was completely enraged by Adam's behavior. He had an entitlement and a cockiness with a complete lack in regard of empathy. And on March 16th, 2021, Adam Strong was found guilty of first-degree murder for Rory Hatch and sentenced to life in prison without the eligibility of parole for 25 years. So exactly what he deserves. Okay, good. He... He was found guilty of manslaughter for Candace Fitzpatrick and sentenced to 18 years to be served concurrently. They couldn't convict him of first-degree murder for Candace because they didn't have much evidence, but the judge concluded that Adam did have responsibility for her death. Or At the sentencing hearing, the judge made the following statement, quote, Mr. Strong, you are a dangerous predator. You decided to feed your selfish desires, and in doing so, you took two vulnerable lives. You murdered Rory Hatch, dismembered her body, and disposed of her inhumanely. You unlawfully caused Candace Fitzpatrick's death. You butchered her body, and you managed to deny her family the ability to lay her remains to rest. You not only took these two young, vulnerable lives, you also completely destroyed the lives of the people who stood closest to them, loved them, and cared for them. 
You may never be capable of feeling the true weight of the damage you have caused, but as your days turn to months and the months turn to years, I sincerely hope you come to realize what you have done. But for now, your moment before us is done. From here, you will go to prison, and in all likelihood, you will never be seen in the public again. In time, you will be forgotten. Good. Well, that's a powerful thing, but like my... They said those two women, like, that's not it. No, he has And that's the sad part. There's so many more women out there, too. The end, too, the end time you'll be forgotten is a stinger. Oh, that'll hurt. oh yeah, they'll because hurt his little... Because he, his little, he doesn't want to be forgotten. Oh, he will be. He, oh, he will be, but his whole thing is like, I will. I am known now. I am getting all this attention. Look at me, look at me. And so it's a stinger. And so after that, not long after Adam was sentenced and everybody's trying to forget, mm-hmm. Adam decides, actually, I'm ready to share more information. Oh, of course he is. Yes. Yeah, he's just bored. He needs yeah. attention. He needs all eyes on he him. He thought it'd be cooler and bigger story than what it was. Yeah. And what they let him have. He wanted more time in the media. Yep. Exa- no, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the homicide department um, heard in July of 2021 that Adam was ready to disclose the location of Candace's remains. Adam had disclosed information related to Candace to a staff member while he was in prison, and the staff member then contacted police and several interviews with Adam Strong followed suit. He then led police to a small clearing by a tree line in the area of, of Secreto Drive and Britannia Avenue in Oshawa, and Adam pointed to a general area where he had believed he'd buried the remains back in 2008. Human remains... Okay, yeah. so, okay. All right, keep going. So human remains were dug up on November 8th, 2021, and they spent November 8th through November 13th digging up remains, mm-hmm. and the remains were confirmed to be those of Candace Fitzpatrick. 14 years after she went missing, a family finally oh, had her body. So you got justice after 14 years. And it could have probably happened a lot sooner, but this guy just needed his little time and... His little, oh god what a piece of shit well and i don't think we're done hearing from adam because this is all like in the past year like the, yeah because you said 20 COVID, 2021 so yeah. yeah 2021 is when we last heard of him during a press conference in february 2022 so less than a year ago police confirmed to the general public that the partial remains that adam had led police to were in fact candace fitzpatrick's Police then assured the public that there was no financial compensation or additional benefits given to Adam Strong in order to obtain these remains. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, because remember, he was wanting... He just wanted the special everyone, treatment. Yeah, he yeah. just wanted to see his name in the news again and be like, look at me. Yep. They said that Adam just wanted to voluntarily share the information. Some people think it's because he wanted remorse. I personally think he wanted media attention and wanted things to be back exactly. on him. Yeah. And Rory's mother came forward and said that she does not thank Adam for coming forward to share the details of the remains and attributes God for all of the help. She then says, quote, conscious is ugly when you're dealing with it in the dark all by yourself. And Adam's sentence involving Candace's death cannot be changed just because he's already been charged for that. So they can't charge him again. Yeah, exactly. But that is the case of Adam Strong. Jeez. Yeah, you were not lying. That is depressing and sad. <laughs> that is a very heavy case. Yeah, that was not Yeah, that was not fun or jokey or light at all. I didn't want to make too many jokes about that because it's just gross. And it's like the guy, like you said, was just like he'd say something and he's just like, What? Mm-hmm. What? Like well, how did that come out of your mouth? Well, and it's one of the like I don't cover cases a lot like this just because no like, no case is a good case. Like I'm not mm-hmm. no case there's not like one that's that's 
Nope. There's not a good case in a true crime world, but like to me, I'm like I feel so weird kind of covering these because I don't like that's somebody's kid that was completely just like dismembered. Well, in 15 and, years of just fucking them over. And yeah. Like, they all, they probably knew it was you and they just yeah. got no relief out of you because you were playing this little yo-yo game with them. Like, yeah, well, I'm glad the piece of shit's in jail and I hope he rots in jail and I hope we stop paying him attention and this is the last time we ever talk about him. And if you see anybody on your Facebook that's talking about their sex life or their sex toys or <laughs> that crazy stuff. Block them. Send it to your local police. And don't like, let your girlfriends go out with dates with these people, okay? <laughs> your girlfriends come home and say that they just met a sexual freak with a sex dungeon yeah you you pack her in and tell her don't go ever again (laughs) you force her never to see him again ever well i hope you enjoyed this episode we i had a great time even though it's a little a little dark it's very dark i hope you guys enjoyed the gruesomeness oh god yeah (laughs) yeah it was bad it was bad um, so if you want to suggest a case, you can send one in to us at crime with a K at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at crime with a K. We're trying to post more like day in the life stuff so you can hang out with us there. Too. Sure. Absolutely. Chase doesn't run the Instagram. No, but come along if you <laughs> like. like. I don't know what happens on there. No. So you guys enjoy. Have fun watching. I will. You, I will be there a part of it as well. So don't worry. And just remember, we're uploading bonus episodes every Thursday through the holiday season. Whoop, whoop. I'm excited. The holidays are coming up, everybody. I hope everyone's excited. It's the holiday season. Don't forget to uh, <laughs> get people gifts because I'm already way behind. Oh. Yeah. Do you have any songs to sing for them? No, I will get no because I want to celebrate Christmas first. So, I Oof. mean, Thanksgiving before <laughs> I finish. What? I want to celebrate Thanksgiving before Christmas, so... Before you sing to them? Yeah, I ain't singing. I'm going to sing Christmas songs. Sing a Thanksgiving song. What's a Thanksgiving song? Okay, then. Yes, I'll <laughs> wait till Christmas, everybody. All right. Well, we will see you guys on Thursday. Yes, we will. We have a good oh, time. Wait. Oh, what? This... the th- th- Oh, this is the Thanksgiving week. I hope y'all enjoy your Thanksgiving. Well, good, good. Well, late, late. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. No, early. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, it's well, on Monday we before Thanksgiving. At the beginning of the episode. Well, this isn't the Thanksgiving app. Oh. This is the Monday before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I hope you guys have safe travels then. And you guys are going to be uh, safe and eat a lot of food and drink and hang out with your families. Chase will be boycotting the turkey. Yeah, I'm on turkey. Not a fan. <laughs> All right. We'll see you Thursday. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.